Libby, I love what I do, but I don't do it for charity. I'm not working for free. I'm working to get a paycheck, and it's important to me to make sure that I'm getting paid what I'm supposed to, and that everything with my paycheck is correct. I totally agree, and I think that's relatable across the board for anyone who has a job. We don't, I think most of us would like to not work for a living, but we have to work. Exactly. Welcome to Benefits. What, like it's hard? When was the last time you stopped to think about every benefit that was available to you and what information is needed in order to fully utilize those benefits? For most of us, the answer is probably never. Well, we're here to break down the truths and misconceptions of all things benefits and share stories from people like you. Join us on our journey to navigating your complete picture of physical and financial wellness. Hi everyone, so today is really exciting because it's going to be our first financial podcast. So we talked about on the last podcast that we were going to be bringing in some more wellness and financial wellness topics and today is the first financial wellness topic. And we are joined today by Anna Failer, who also works at Haran and we are so excited to have her. Did you want to talk a little bit about your background? Sure, um, and thank you for having me. I'm really excited to do this and get to be the, the first for the, the financial side. So I've been with Haran for going on five years, but I've been in this business for about 12. I'm a certified financial planner, which is sort of the gold standard in uh, my industry. And that means that you know I've had, some, had to take extra courses and a big test and lots of continuing education to make sure that I'm really up on all of the very various aspects of personal financial wellness. Um, and so today we're going to talk a lot about taxes Yay. and um, <laughs> you know really the big part of budgeting is what is coming in and I think that's kind of where a lot of people start with thinking about their finances is with budgeting and the first piece of that equation is what's my income what's coming in so I'm really excited to talk about that today so I think this is a really great topic because personally I don't think about at the end of the day what I'm taking home At the end of the day, I'm thinking about how much my salary is or how much I think that I'm making, and I don't ever think about what should be actually coming out of my paycheck and if it's correct or if it makes sense or anything like that. So, Anna, what should be coming out of my paycheck? (laughs) Um, and, And those are really common themes is that we think about our income in terms of our gross salary. So you say, I make uh, $50,000 a year, um, but that's not what you're gonna be living off of because you have to pay taxes. And then there are other things that also come out of your paycheck as well. Um, And then the other thing is, people just don't really know, especially coming right out of school, or if this is your first job, you don't really know what to expect. 
with that. Um, and you also don't know that it might not be correct, right? So it's always good to have an idea of what should be coming out of your paycheck, where it's all going, and to keep tabs on it, to, to look at it and make sure that you're getting paid for what you're working for and, um, and, and you're getting paid what you, what you expect and what you deserve. Um, so there's really two different buckets of things coming out, right? There are things you can't really do much about, and that's taxes. Everybody has to pay their taxes. So your, you'll see on your pay stub that, uh, and these are probably going to be the biggest amounts coming out, federal, state, and local taxes. Now, state and local obviously depend on where you live. Um, but here in Cincinnati, we have all three. And um, federal taxes are going to be uh, the, big, the big piece, and that's what I'll focus on. Um, you, there are, our system in ta of income tax is marginal, meaning there are different brackets, right? And they, they start at 10%, that's the lowest bracket. It goes all the way up to 37%. And you have to fill up the lower brackets before you get to that top bracket. So it's not like if I make over X dollars, all of my income's gonna be taxed at 22%. It's not like that. It's I get this much at 10%, I get this much at 12, and so on. Um, so that's federal income tax and very abbreviated. Um, when you start a job, you'll fill out what's called a W-4. And so everybody has to do it. Um, and what that does is it gives sort of an estimate of how much you need to withhold, right? So your employer is going to hold back a piece of your income and send that along to the government to pay your taxes. Um, and that form, that W-4, kind of helps them determine what level they should be withholding. What you need to know about this when it comes tax time, if you constantly are underpaid or constantly um, getting big refunds, this is what you wanna adjust. You wanna adjust your withholding because really what you want is to be like right on the money, like you didn't pay the government too much so you're not getting a huge refund or you didn't underpay and have a penalty, you wanna be right on. Um, so if it's, you know, it's not gonna be exact, but if, um, if you're constantly one or the other, adjust your withholding at work, um, and that should help with that situation. So how would you go about adjusting that? Um, really, talk to your HR. I'm sure they have their own process, but usually it requires um, you to fill out another W-4 so they have another one on record. Does it really matter? Like, I like when I get a big tax return. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there are plenty of people that like that and kind of also see it as sort of like a forced savings. Um, the From the purely financial standpoint, when you have a big tax re refund, you've just made an interest-free loan to the government, right? So the government has just had your money and they didn't do anything. Well, I mean, they did stuff with it, but it didn't benefit you necessarily directly, okay. right? They're not paying you interest on that, like say the bank or you know, stock market might give you some return on it. It's just sitting there. Um, so you made a loan to them and they didn't give you any interest. Okay. Interesting. I mean, for most people, it's not going to be that 
big of a deal. But if you're a high earner and, you know, say it's a couple thousand bucks, I'd rather have that in my pocket than just hanging out with the feds. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, So what else should we be thinking about? Anything else with taxes? Oh, yes. Um, Social Security and Medicare. Um, these, These are big ones. So Social Security... You pay 6.2% of your income for that, and your employer also pays 6.2%, up to a limit of $132,900. So once your income goes over that, Social Security taxes can drop off. But you're paying a lot into that system, and same for Medicare, it's 1.45%. That's what you're paying your employer is also paying 1.45%. So those taxes um, for Social Security and Medicare are a big chunk that comes out of everybody's paycheck, and that's what goes to support those systems. It's a common uh, misconception that, especially with Social Security, that the government is like saving it for you specifically. The money that you pay in pretty much goes right back out to somebody who's already claiming benefits. That's something I see when I work with retirees a lot is that they they feel like, hey, this is my money I paid in the system, and there's there's legitimacy in that, but there's also not a like fund with your name on it waiting for you to claim your benefits. Yeah, um, that's not how that works. So those are those are the other big taxes are our Social Security and Medicare. Interesting. I'm learning so much. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> Good. Um, okay. So what else? So those are taxes are, the, are the, the big things that have to come out. The other things that typically come out of your paycheck are elective. Retirement contributions, and I think we'll talk in depth about this in future pi- podcasts, uh, but what you contribute, say, to your 401k or 403b, that all comes out of your paycheck. If you go with the traditional, so here at Haran we have a traditional 401k and we have what's called a Roth 401k. Um, The traditional, it's all pre-tax, right? So that money doesn't have income tax on it. Um, The Roth, if you use that option, and that's a great option for younger people or people in lower tax brackets, um, that's all after tax. So you do pay income tax on that amount that goes into a Roth. So that can kind of change your tax picture, um, how much you are saving to those uh, retirement vehicles if your employer offers them. Why is that better for younger people versus older people? Good question. <laughs> um, basically, the younger you are, the longer the runway you have for money to grow in those retirement accounts and compound, right? It, it really does come down to time, timing, um, because with the traditional, you are saving money on taxes now. With the Roth, you are not. You have to pay those taxes. And um, the longer time horizon you have for that Roth to grow, um, it'll help get past that initial um, outlay of cash um, for taxes. So Roths really do make sense um, the longer time horizon you have. 
And then also if you're in a lower tax bracket now than what you might be in the future. So especially if you're just starting out with your career, you're going to be a lower tax bracket um, than, you know, hopefully what you'll have. You'll have amassed so much wealth that you'll be in a nice high tax bracket when you retire. And, and so you want to go ahead and pay those taxes now in a lower bracket than in the future when you might be in a higher bracket. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Is there, so right now I think my 401k is Roth because at Haran we have the option. Mm-hmm. So is there like a time in my career that you would recommend me looking at that again? There's not a bright line test of this makes sense to use the Roth versus this is now, now it makes sense to use the traditional. Um, it's really a continuum. And it, it's a very personal okay. uh, thing. Yeah, but yeah. You should you should definitely be looking at that periodically and paying attention to it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so other things that come out other than retirement, HSAs. I know you guys have done a lot of podcasts on that. Um, so those are all pre-tax as well. Those HSA contributions. It's pre-tax money. It's going in there. There's no income tax while it's in the account, and then if you pull it out for qualified medical expenses, there's no income tax on that either. I am a big fan of just letting that grow. Um, If you have the cash flow, if you have outside assets to pay for health expenses, um, that's the real power in the HSA is being able to let it grow and then use it for future expenses, um, health expenses. Do you mean letting it grow until retirement or just letting it grow until you need it for possibly something yeah a little bit of both I mean you never you can't predict the future right Um, ultimately you'd like to let it sit there and grow until retirement Um, and actually once you turn 65 any penalties for non-qualified expenses go away so it becomes like an IRA at that point Um, so that's like if you can get it to retirement, um, especially because in retirement you have a lot of healthcare needs. Um, but life happens, right? So it could be particularly useful, um, say if you lost your job and need to pay COBRA premiums, um, which are higher than what you're used right. to. Um, or, you know, accidents happen, there's always expenses that come up, especially if you have kids. So, so yeah, things happen, um, but if you can let it grow, do so. For those of you who have questions on what an HSA is, it's a health savings account, and we've done some episodes previously that go in depth on what an HSA is and what you can use it for. Um, So tune in to episodes six and seven for more information on a health savings account. Okay, so let's just backtrack a little bit and explain to everyone what an IRA is. So an IRA um, is is a retirement account that you set up as an individual, and it stands for individual retirement account. So your 401k or a 403b is something that your employer offers. An IRA is something that you as an individual would have. And basically the idea is you make contributions to that um, that would be pre-tax. They grow without any tax while it's in the account. And then in retirement, you pull money out, and there's income tax on the, on the money that comes out. Um, and you can spend it however you please. Um, so when I say that the HSA becomes like an IRA, if you have those withdrawals, 
you're going to have income tax on, on what you pull out, but there's no penalty if they're not on qualified medical expenses. So you'll just pay tax at that okay. point. Okay. And also, I wanted to clarify, because I know that Anna mentioned COBRA premiums. COBRA premiums are if you were to term off of your employer plan. Um, you are offered a certain amount of time to stay on that plan, but you'll pay the full cost for your premiums instead of paying just the contribution that you were making before. So anything else on HSA? No, similar in the similar vein, um, FSAs, you know, they, but they, you have to put money in and then it, you have to use it before the end of the year so it doesn't accumulate like an HSA. But if you have those, that's another thing that comes out of your paycheck. Um, there are a couple different flavors of that uh, with FSAs, depending on what health insurance you have, what's available. Uh, I personally use a dependent care FSA, which I love, which basically allows me to make this pre-tax contribution and then I can use that money for my kids' daycare. I think we're going to get into that in another podcast too. Um, so those are those FSAs are other um, other outflows, other things your money is going into. Uh, premiums for medical, vision, dental, life insurance, all of those benefits that your employer would offer, you're going to have premiums for those, so you'll see those coming out of your paycheck. The other thing, disability, um, a lot of employers pay for short-term and long-term disability for their employees, so you might not actually have something coming out of your paycheck, uh, but some have it so that the employee does pay for it. So you might see that coming out of your paycheck. The real benefit there of paying those premiums yourself is that should you ever need those disability payments, if, you, if that insurance ever kicks in, what you receive is not going to have income tax if you were the one that paid the premium. Now if your employer paid the premium, if your employer paid the premium, then you're going to have that, that's going to be taxable income to you. Um, but it's the reverse if you paid it. The, all of those types of insurance you might see coming out of your paycheck, really depending on what you've opted into and what your employer offers. I think one plug that I will make for those too is that when it comes to your insurance coverage or radical dental vision, life, and disability, if you have it, is that. I talk to a lot of employees who don't know what coverage they have or they aren't sure if they have coverage, but really you should probably be checking your paycheck to make sure that you're being deducted for the coverage that you elected because you want to make sure that at the end of the day, the elections that you made are truly your benefits. I think that's a really good point. Um, you know, some people are like hawks and will look over their pay stub um, religiously. Others won't, uh, especially if you have it just direct deposit, the money just shows up and, and it's great and you spend it, right? Um, but it's really good to periodically just check your pay stubs. Just make sure that the benefits that you've elected are what you're paying for, that, um, you know, everything is is as it should be, that the right retirement contributions are, are being made. All of those things are very important. Um, and especially around 
open enrollment and if you change anything, that's another really good time to check in with it and just make sure that everything got put into the, the payroll system correctly. Uh, because you know that's usually when errors happen is around changes. Right. Okay, so is there anything else that we should be thinking about when it comes to our paychecks? I think that really covers it. Um, you're gonna have things that are coming out, some of it you've opted into, some of it you you haven't, um, but it's just part of being a good citizen, uh, paying your taxes. Uh, so hopefully that, that really covers what most people are gonna see coming out of their paycheck and what it nets to what's going into their bank account um, that they can then spend. Okay, well, thanks for being here. We really are excited to have you and the rest of the financial wellness team at Haran on the podcast. Um, So yeah, just thanks for sharing your knowledge. Thank you so much for having me. So now it's time to break down the truths and misconceptions. Anna, what are the truths we learned from this? The truths, in my opinion, would be, one, we all pay taxes, right? It's the old, there's nothing certain but death and taxes. <laughs> um, and taxes are, are a big part of, of what's coming out of your paycheck. The other thing I would point out is that, um, you know, you're making retirement contributions directly from your paycheck. And that's awesome. That's what you want to do because it's automated. Because then you don't have to think about it and you're just saving. You're just doing and you aren't at risk of spending that money before it gets saved. Okay, so what are the misconceptions we learned from this? The misconceptions that I, I think are to point out are Social Security is not a retirement savings account for you. There's not a, a, a bucket of money with your name on it. Um, that money is going into the system and going out of the system. And the second misconception is that this is automatically going to be right. Uh, you need to check it. You need to make sure that it all looks right and, and check in with it periodically. Um, even if that's just making sure that the check amounts are the same each, each time coming into the bank account. Uh, but dig into it every once in a while and make sure it's, it's accurate. See you next time. Securities Incorporated is a registered broker-dealer and a registered investment advisor, a member of FINRA and SIPC. Haran Wealth and Haran Capital Advisors are both SEC registered investment advisors. The information in this podcast has been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but we cannot assure its accuracy or completeness. Neither the information nor any opinion expressed constitutes a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Any reference to past performance is not to be implied or construed as a guarantee of future results. Market conditions can vary widely over time, 
and there is always the potential of losing money when investing in securities.